OG Podcast Network presents. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another issue of Fireside Chats. I'm your host, Menti, and with me is always my wonderful sidekicks first, Mr. P. Mauer. P. You. Yeah, feature still isn't here. Menti.com. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> and then there's baby Huey. What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Every time? What's going on? Every time. You, yeah, you're, that's never going to change. Okay. Yeah. All right. It's, it's a thing now. You just, like when we were like, what's what baby Huey's intro going to be? What's going on? Well, okay. Yeah, what's that's going not very on? cool, but us doing the ad lib makes your, you know, no, reading it, no, a better. It, no. it doesn't help at all, but no. it's still fun. <laughs> it is fun. I it's don't do like this for you. I do it day, for me. Bow, bow. <laughs> day. Stop. Bow, bow. That's <laughs> <laughs> never not fun. Uh, Gotta love those never go, nots. Or we go. See, like there's certain things that once you start them. Teenage. Mutant Ninja Turtles, <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Heroes in a Half Shell, Turtle Power. Now I really just want to see how little I can actually say to get you to go off like that. <laughs> <laughs> how many? There was a few issues where we just did like the full song over and over again of that. Yeah, oh yeah, I'm aware. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's cool. Well, time. Let's, 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 bring, let's reel this back in. It's Welcome in. to the Saturday show. If you're new around here, that's where we don't talk about the news. Well, really? Well, today we're kind really? of talking about the news. Features is not well, here, so we're not doing That's it. a good point. It is news, but it's like a single news story, not like our, you know, let's jam as much news into a half hour as we possibly can. This is a Saturday news show for Corbin Dallas. Oh, that Corbin. Uh huh. If you don't know who I'm talking about, that's Corbin Dallas of oh. Comic Playground. <laughs> I thought you were just going to end it there. <laughs> Do you know who Corbin Dallas is? That's Corbin Dallas. All right. Thanks, Bauer. You're welcome. That's better than me giving the breakdown of uh, the Batman thing on Wednesday and going completely off the rails and talking about Dark Knight Rises without you even noticing. Yeah, I stopped paying attention to you. I zoned you out. <laughs> yeah, you did. I just kept getting more and more out there, and you were just like, did it. I were here laughing my ass off. Menti's just doing over uh, where he's doing. Just not yeah. even, nope. You were the guy from Wayne's World 2 going, uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> uh huh. You would be surprised how often I do that to you. <laughs> <laughs> nope. I'm not surprised. <laughs> you know what? Being as I do it to you most of the time. This is why our relationship is so strong. <laughs> yeah, we don't listen to each other. But it is a Saturday show, and it's a less mad, 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 mad world out there. Wow. I see what you did there. Wow. 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 Day bow bow. 
Um, or how we stopped loving DC? Mm. No, no. Uh, no this is. Be, to... I'm going to be very honest, and I, I have a feeling Baby Huey's going to back me up. This is a much bigger deal to Mauer than either of us. Yeah, it is. It's a bigger deal to me, but it's also a big deal to the world. And we'll get into a bunch of the reasons why, and some of the reasons I don't think everybody's aware of why this is a big deal, but. Mad Magazine is going to stop putting out new issues. Um, it was Which originally I'm not, I'm not going to lie. In 2019, that's not surprising that a magazine is going to stop putting out issues. Well, when we get to the why it became a magazine. Well, that, that part, that I find interesting. The history, like the beginning of Mad Magazine, I do find that interesting. But Mad Magazine as a whole, eh. Um, but yeah, uh... Just to go the the news piece right now, AT and T recently bought the Warner Group. Warner Group owns who? DC. DC. Yep. Com- DC Comics purchased Mad Magazine. Correct. They everybody thought they were going to reinvigorate it. They moved it out to California. They gave it a new number one issue, and then AT and T's merger goes through, and they're like, eh. and they stopped producing. New content, but they're still going to put new issues out. So wait, what wait, they're putting out. Wait, I thought you said they were canceled. They are not putting out any new content, but they're still putting out issues. Yes. What the hell? I feel like I've been swindled. <laughs> so what they're going to be doing is over the sixty some odd years of its time of putting out content, they're going to be going back and pulling old content and putting it out again. Oh, they're doing the true believer thing from Marvel? Yep. Wow. Um, Hmm. However, there is rumors because of the backlash that's happened and a bunch of celebrities speaking out, they may do one new issue a year. But that's yet to be seen. So out of the three of us, I think I'm the only one that actually read Mad Magazine as a kid. I read it here and there growing up, you know, super or uh, drugstore type, you know, not regularly. I just wasn't into magazines, really. Like, I read a lot of skateboarding magazines. Like, I was really into Trans World and Thrasher, but that was about as far as it went, as far as magazines were concerned. Yeah, it, it was weird. This is one of the few things I remember, because it only went out a few issues a year. It was, you know, eight or so issues a year. Right. Um, So it was kind of like an event when they came out, and they normally came out around when, like, big news events were happening or big movies. Like, one of the... The big ones that I remember is when the Batman movie came out. There was the cover of Batman. He had like it was a caricature, so like giant, like puckered lips, and mm-hmm. like he I, just looked funny. I do remember that. A lot of times, I rem- I remember the art very well. I think the art stands out more than anything else. But that's as far as like content is concerned. You Huey the Huey. Oh yeah, I did it on purpose. <laughs> Go ahead, Huey. Start talking again. So anyway, as I was saying, <laughs> I knew it was gonna happen. No, I was just saying, I do. No, I, that. I get it. <laughs> wow, but that bad fun. One. Isn't it fun? Isn't it, it fun? It is it's fun. fun. But that's not Hewing. I I finished your sentence for you. You're just talking over me when you when you start talking. You're just talking over me. That's not Hewing. Guys, learn how to Hewie correctly. Did you have that Batman issue? I did. Because what was cool when they had those, they had the parodies inside of them of like the movie. Um, and if you go back and read them, I was flipping through one digitally last night because I couldn't find my copies in the basement. There was like Easter eggs and the real kind of Easter eggs, not ones that 
we talk about now throughout every single panel of the issue where you'd see like little things written on the walls and like little characters tucked here and there. Hmm. Um, so it was really cool, but Mad Magazine started as a comic book. Well, I mean, it, was, it actually goes further than that. It was what was it called? Entertainment Comics? Entertainment Comics. There was and a they whole had, line. They had a lot of horror books. They had some suspense and thriller books, and that was like their bread and butter. And they used to use the money from those books to pay for Mad because nobody was buying comedy at that time. No, and Mad started off being a satire of itself. Like, they were making fun of their own comics in it because they thought that's what was safe. Um, they went on to do 558 issues. And this all started way back in the day in 1952. That's crazy. That's been, well, been was, around so long. It was long. the Comics Code, right? Yep, the so Comics Code Authority is what, what gave us a magazine opposed to a comic book. Yeah, so what had happened with that is they their first, I want to say 12 issues or so, were the main like evidence for that uh what was it called the subcommittee uh, for dr frederick wortham's seduction of the innocent that book that, that was, got put out yeah. that was like anti-comics and if you go back and you read the transcripts uh william gaines the main you know founder let's, of mad let's take a second just to unpack what you just said just in case there's somebody who's new to comics and is unaware of how brutal that time period was to comic right. books. Because, like, you know, the war against video games nowadays, that, that was, was comics back then. But that wasn't even as bad. Like, Nowhere close. So what they did is this guy was the head of Bellevue Med uh, Medical Hospital in New York. So which was at that time considered the be-all, end-all of anything uh, with mental health related. Mm -hmm. Like they basically spoke and the world said, oh, that's true. Oh, we got to lobotomize everybody. Okay, we're going to start cutting people's brains out. And he Through wrote their nose. That makes that so much worse. <laughs> oh. And he wrote this book called The Seduction of the Innocent. And it basically said the constant uh, condensed violence and horror that was comic books and action was corrupting children today. And there was no way they could be uh, subjugated to that. And become out normal. Right. So it's an argument you hear a lot with video games, but it, it was taken to a completely different degree when it came to comic books. I mean, there were bonfires of comic books. It was it, so much so that the comic industry created the Comics Code Authority and pretty much ruined superheroes, horror books, suspense books. If it wasn't romance or I really guess romance and comedy, that was it. Well, and even comedy was rough. Well, even it was mostly comedy, like romance. Romance, they couldn't show kissing. Wow. So, so, so sci-fi, I know sci-fi was big, but yeah. sci-fi had to be very tame. This is like, think about Superman comics, right? So with Superman comics, all of a sudden we got the random uh, horse, right? The super horse, the super cat, yeah. super dog, all, the super monkey. The reason why he had like a farm full of super animals <laughs> is because they didn't know what the hell to do with them. <laughs> They're like, all right, let's give him a pony. And the comics <laughs> authority started so nobody else would regulate them. And if you didn't get that seal on your book, nobody would carry your book. Right. So in that whole subcommittee and the Senate and all, uh, William Gaines, basically, uh, if you think, uh, we talked about last week, the Find Me Guilty movie with Vin Diesel. Mm -hmm. If you go back and read his testimony, I mean, he was, I mean, he's a smart ass. He started Mad Magazine. But he was giving it to the lawyers. Of like, so you don't think 
you know, a, a person with a bloody axe and holding a head on the front of a magazine is, you know, in bad taste. He goes not on the cover of a horror magazine or a horror comic. Yeah, he kind of shot himself in the foot with that, though. The problem is, is that he I mean, it was from the heart. But the downside is nobody was on his side. He no. wasn't trying to convince anybody of his argument. He was just passionate about what he did. Then that it really ended up hurting and causing the Commerce Code Authority to, to happen was that testimony. Right. Yeah. So they I'm looking they at Mauer against... to make sure I'm right. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> um, because nobody was willing to stand next to him. And he was basically saying, you're looking at through the view of what you like. You're not looking at it, what it really is. Um, and there was a few good points he made where like, how do you explain, you know, in literature that they do approve, there's all these things that happen. Like that's okay. But because it's a, a picture and it's a, in a magazine or a comic book, it's not good. So the comics authority existed. So those rules were only for comic books. Mm -hmm. So what did Mad do? Started a magazine. Became a magazine. It was a brilliant idea. Very it was brilliant. A, it was a really it was a stellar way to go about doing it with so many other comics that failed and got canceled. I mean, didn't he just flat out got rid of all of his horror books? Like he didn't even try nope, to they, do anything with they them? They got rid of everything. They went just to Mad Magazine. Um, so they basically found a loophole. They found a loophole, and then they gave the biggest finger in the world to everybody because they put everything that you couldn't do in the comics code into that magazine. <laughs> um, and it did well. Now, originally, they did like four to seven issues a year. They eventually landed on their eight issue a year, which wasn't enough for them. Uh, but a cool fact about that, and even to this day, you hear stories of this. In the comic and magazine I industry, getting paid is always a hard thing. Mad Magazine was known. Uh, well, the the owner was a cheapskate, but also <laughs> he nickel and dimed everything. He paid immediately, so they said sometimes they would be handing him their pages, and he'd be handing them a personal check. I think the funniest story I heard about this dude was that he would he was the biggest penny pincher, but he would also just randomly take his staff on lavish trips to just binge drink yep. and yep. eat. And he went to like El Salvador. That wasn't El Salvador. No. I forget the, they forget the country, but he, there was one dude in this country who subscribed to Mad Magazine. So he flew the entire staff and they went to his house to beg him to resubscribe. So it was Haiti. Haiti. So they, even found, worse. they found out that their entire, I was nowhere close. In <laughs> Haiti, they had a total of one subscriber and it was this guy. And they found out that he didn't renew his subscription. <laughs> so he flew the whole group down there and they kind of surrounded this guy and gave him, uh, they formally presented him the renewal card. <laughs> and he subscribed and then they came back and announced it as a success because they doubled their subscriptions in Haiti because the guy's neighbor also subscribed then. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Um, but when you when you look at Mad Magazine... For what it was, they they did they cared about three things. One, if you matured or you grew out of thinking things were funny, you were done. Two, it was family. Most of the staff stayed with them their entire lives. And they were billed as the usual gang of idiots. No one person tried to stand above anybody else in their group. It was really just kind of a group thing. So when they did things, they didn't do focus groups. They didn't do testing. They didn't see what worked better. 
Yeah, if they said they didn't, they didn't want to do that because if they knew that eighteen to thirty-four year olds were reading it, they subconsciously they would, you know, pander gear, to that. Yeah, pander gear their stuff towards that. So that's really cool. But if you think about what you know the entertainment industry has become today, you say this to anybody out there: oh, we don't want you to do a focus group. We don't want you to worry about this. We don't want you that. Oh, and by the way, you're not going to advertise. There's no advertising in Mad for the majority of the career. You name yeah, some. Yeah, he even said uh, the the dude. What's the dude's name who runs it? William Gaines. Yeah, he said uh, he goes. Our goal is to make fun of the people who advertise and try to pull all the money they can out of a product. <laughs> <laughs> so in the beginning, they did advertise. So in the comics, they had all the regular comic advertising, and mm-hmm. then when they switched to magazines, they had advertising. But there was something unique they had to deal with those first few issues with advertising. It had to get a flag on it saying actual advertising <laughs> because they mocked so many different advertisers um, as, as parodies that looked so real that people didn't know if the ad was real or not. That's crazy. So on the real ads, they put real advertising. And then on issue 32 or 33 was their last actual advertising up until 2001 in the next issue. They parodied that ad in the front of their comic. So they even realized that they kind of weren't true to themselves and made fun of themselves for advertising. Um, I wanted to talk about what they've done for parodies legally. Um, who here is a fan of Weird Al Yankovic? Of course. Yeah, Yankovic. Yeah, yeah. I don't think you can, like everybody. There's a song. There's a Weird Al song that everybody likes. Mine's dare to be there's stupid because of the Transformers movie. But my point is, is that every <laughs> single every single album that he's made, I guarantee you, if you put them all together, and then you took even the the hardest fan, they'd find one song they liked. Right. One of parody. Course. Yeah, definitely. You know, he credits Mad Magazine a lot in more than one way. One, he was a huge fan. And they got popular with their, uh, like, sing-along. So they would write new lyrics, and they would say, sung to the tune of, and then they would say something. Like, sung to the tune of Mary Had a Little Lamb or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it'd be Can you fun. sing one of those songs, Mauer? Can you just give, <laughs> yeah. give, me, give me a little um, taste? Please don't. You liked that, didn't you? No. Um... <laughs> I'm sailing away. Set a no, nope. That's oh, it. Works Stop. for Cartman and Mauer's pretty close, so I figured. Wow. Um. So singing along with Mad, <laughs> they got sued a lot for, like a whole lot. Who sued them? Everybody. Everybody that they parodied. Uh, I the song. did not. That is that is not true. I didn't. Never sing. happened. Um. But what had happened was all the way up the entire court system. They ended up winning. And it's become that now they've set the precedent for parody songs and their cases are cited all over the world for anything that is parody or satire, which has allowed pretty much, you know, Blazing Saddles and all the Monty Python stuff and Weird Al and anything that we love today that is a, uh, a satire or parody more than likely has their freedom because of what Mad Magazine did. Wow. I would probably say the biggest contribution to pop culture outside of the actual magazine itself that Mad Magazine should be credited for is The Simpsons. Definitely. And they said without Mad, they wouldn't be there, and it's a love letter to Mad. 
Yeah, Bart and what's his name? Newman. Newman. Uh, Alfred E. Newman. Yeah, they, 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 those are best buds right there. <laughs> so with the legal mumbo-jumbo that happened, there's one famous lawsuit that could have been that never happened. Who do you think, if you had to pick one pop culture intellectual property, who is everybody afraid of parody? Disney. Yeah, I'd say Disney. What does Disney own that was before it was owned by Disney was the be-all, end-all? Marvel. Star Wars. Star Wars. Okay, that's close. Like, everybody's always <laughs> afraid George Lucas will come after you. Don't parody Star Wars. His cease and desist letters are legendary. So they did a Empire Strikes Back parody, you know, like they normally did, mm-hmm. and received a letter from, you know, Lucasfilm saying, destroy the plates that printed this. You owe us all this money. You know, we're taking you to the court. Little did they know... A couple days earlier, George Lucas had sent them a letter saying how much he loved the parody. (laughs) So all they did is they photocopied the letter and wrote, gee, your boss George really liked this and sent the letter back to them. Wow. That's awesome. That's that's beautiful. So, I mean, they've had love letters written to them by tons of people. They've had guest writers, and I'm just going to go off a list of a few of them. Uh, Of course, Kevin Smith. Will Eisner, um, Winona Ryder, Jimmy Kimball. Winona Ryder. That was not a name I expected. Jason Alexander, <laughs> Tom Waits, Tom Wolfe, um, Richard Nixon. Wow. <laughs> what? <laughs> now, really, they just took his speeches and quoted lines from his speeches and made that <laughs> what he did. Now, then he's, that name is not on that list. Um, Get that name off the list. Frank Miller, Jim wow. Lee. Wow. Wow. Just Jim a, Lee, wow. Just a few people that were contributors. There was only like five to seven people ever on staff for MAD. He did like small like small offices. Everything was free. He didn't want to pay anybody. Of course he didn't. Well, <laughs> it's not that he didn't want to pay anybody, but he knew how like, okay, you're going to get paid for the work you do. And a lot of people made good careers off of MAD. They just weren't a weekly paycheck. So they would get paid for the work they did, which made their productivity go through the roof. They worked the scale. <laughs> yeah, they worked the scale. <laughs> Baby Huey's referencing one of the documentaries on them. The guy goes, yeah, I'm here to pick my paycheck. Unfortunately, we get paid for scale and literally picks up a scale and walks out of the room. He thought it was funny. I thought it was funny. Apparently, Menti doesn't. No, Menti doesn't. So, <laughs> <laughs> um. That's a fake laugh. It's a real laugh. <laughs> <laughs> There's one fan in particular that I never would have guessed. Um, and he said Baby something Huey. that Yeah. <laughs> he what? said something that made me really think about what he did, and it's Roger Ebert. Mm. And he said that he learned to be a movie critic by reading Mad Magazine. And here's the rest of the quote. Mad's parodies made me aware of the machine inside the skin of the way a movie might look original on the outside, while inside it was just recycling the same old dumb formulas. I did not read the magazine. I plundered it for clues of the universe. (laughs) I plundered it for clues of the universe. Can that be the name of this issue? (laughs) (laughs) But when you think about it, they really did. They highlighted it was almost, what's that? Uh, Cinema Sins. Mm, Wow. They're, They're hated. Well, he's hated. Jeremy? Yeah. But He's got a comic book coming out that actually looks kind of cool. Really? I know, random, random little tidbit, but yeah, it's called like, um, I don't know, it's a bunch of, it's it's all a bunch of 
disabled kids who all have powers based around their disabilities. That sounds interesting. He's trying to it get, seemed kind of cool. Trying to get karma points against his cinema sins. It, you know, I, I'm amazed how much Hollywood hates his his YouTube channel. <laughs> He's so unbelievably hated. It's incredible. But if you think about it, like Mad Magazine, when they did their parodies of each movie, all they did was point out those same type things, the mm-hmm. plot points that were missed or dumb things for it. So to see somebody like Roger Ebert latching onto that and being like, this is what taught me to be a critic, I thought was huge. Yeah, you would never think that would come from someone like him. That's why Siskel didn't like him, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> um, other people, uh, Terry Gillum, uh, The Onion has cited Mad Magazine as their main source of being. <laughs> the Onion. Uh, do they have a website? Mad do Magazine? Like a Mad Magazine or a Mad website? They do have a website. It's more just for the magazine. I think there's also a content one, but who knows with what Warner Media Group is doing, what it'll but that's turn what, into. Like, that's how The Onion survived. That's why the onion is still t- t- somewhat relevant. I'm just amazed that they never really moved into a more of a digital format. It's cheaper, way cheaper. So it would, would it's up their alley. The biggest thing that I think has kind of done away with mad kind of ending. I think one of the things is the main people that all kind of started and held that family together have passed away. So it lost a little bit of his soul and then was sold to DC. And then AT&T bought it. So Mad survived all these years on that family being and like the, the doing what they want to do, not what everybody else is doing. Basically like being independent. And they were an indie magazine that survived. And then when they sold, sold out to the big corporations is when it went under, basically. So that, who knows? I have a feeling that, and I've always compared Mad Magazine to Playboy Magazine. Just without mm. without the boobies, without the boobies. <laughs> um, That's but, a pretty big loss. But but follow me on this. Playboy I'm, I'm, got rid of the <laughs> the boobies for what nine months? Uh, something it was under a year. It was, you know they got rid of it and the magazine dropped. I think what's going to happen? Mad Magazine's going to not put out new content for about a year. There's, they're going to realize that they actually and, had something they could market. And they're going to have boobies. And then they're going to get <laughs> boobies. Boom! Bring on the boobies. So, I mean, you got to give credit for 60-some years, 558 issues for a magazine that really didn't have advertising in it that paid people what they did and did their own thing. That's a pretty big feat in this day and age. Huge. Yeah. I mean, look, you can't as, as I got I to watch how I say this. As little as I cared about Mad Magazine growing up, <laughs> and as little as I care now, you can't deny the the power that they had, and you can't deny how they shaped pop culture. I, I, I equate them to, like, the Fantastic Four, right? Not a lot of people really care about the Fantastic Four, but they're very important. Very, very important. I think Mad Magazine is the same way. I completely agree. And they have one of the most recognized mascots in the entire world. What's the name again? Did you know that he came from a dentist office? I felt so betrayed. <laughs> that So that is one of the uh, legends that they didn't confirm or deny. So they've all told kind of different stories. It's kind of like the Joker of where they got them. But the fun fact about Alfred E. Newman is somebody wrote a letter to Mad Magazine, drew the picture on the front with nothing else, and it made it to their office. <laughs> That's how recognizable it was. 
I find it funny that you can't see him. Um, you, there's no profile. Yeah, it's only the front or back. Yeah, that, and he's always staring at the the reader. That's Creepy. the reason why he never gets a profile. Is he wants to make sure that he's staring at you. <laughs> That's it's creepy. creepy. It's very yeah. creepy. So, I mean, you have Mad Magazine. We call that the Baby Huey. <laughs> wow. I have a profile. Yeah, but it's on. Uh, I never have mind. a profile. It's, yeah, it's a, online. It's Tinder. It's a watch list. It's a watch list. <laughs> I think you broke Menti. <laughs> a little bit, because it's so true. <laughs> it's not true. So, so, Mad Magazine had the magazine and the comic. It's a watch list. <laughs> <laughs> they had a stage show. Watchmen. Um, the show lasted 871 uh, performances. And it was kind of like a comedic uh, variety show. Um, they had a board game. They had uh, some movies. They were trying to be the next like Animal House, National Lampoon. And I think they had a TV show. I, I, I hear that there was a TV I show. Think there was. Supposedly, I can't confirm or what deny. What was the name this. of it? Oh, Mad Mad Men. Mad, Mad Men. That's on AMC. Mad Max. No, uh, it had that guy on oh, it. Oh, I think we know that Mad guy. about you. He used to be chubby and then he got skinny. Oh, <laughs> made about you. <laughs> what was the guy's oh. name? Um, Francis. Francis Caliento. <laughs> Is that it? <sighs> But anyway, this is, kill, is going to kill me. Um, I, you, uh, Mad had I feel, a TV I felt like it was important at some point <laughs> I, I with think us. He, he might have done some stuff on Fox. What was Mad's TV show? You know what? It's a lot like Frank TV. Yeah, yeah. But you that guy I mean? sucks. <laughs> so it was a lot like Frank TV. I, I think Mad Mad Men was like Frank TV. Mad 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 Men. Mad Mad Men TV. Mad Men. Um. One of the things that people might not realize came from Mad before we wrap this up is Spy versus Spy. I love Spy versus Spy. Did you? Were you a fan, Menti? Spy versus Spy. I mean, I see them online. They're cool. It was like Tom and Jerry with, but with spies. They were just always killing each other. Pretty yeah, much. it's kind of you know. It's probably why it didn't like. You're right. It's like Tom and Jerry. You didn't like you're Tom right. and Jerry? No, it's it's but I but I already had Tom and Jerry. Ah. I like I like Spy versus Spy. This, this spy, more, I'm not. Look, I have nothing against Spy versus Spy, but I'm not going out of my way for it. Like if they were like, we're making a Spy versus Spy movie, I'd go, oh cool. Um, <laughs> spy versus Spy was actually the only thing that Mad TV took from the magazine, other than the name. Oh, that's the name. Yeah. <laughs> we were way off. <laughs> Mad Max. I was thinking Thunderdome. And, never Thunderdome. mind. <laughs> Thunder down under. Um, but yeah, that's. I just wanted to make sure that we gave Mad its send off. We do send-offs for a lot of different things. Uh, I really did enjoy Mad. It was very dry. Um, it, it was political, but not political. It was for kids, but not for kids. It sounds a lot like us. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's very, very true. Uh, it was one of those magazines that parents didn't want you to read, but they didn't know what was actually in it. Like There really wasn't anything bad in Mad Magazine, but because of the kind of... Legend. Reputation, yeah, the reputation. People like legend. Oh. <laughs> That's a word. Uh, it, it it just kind of it, you know. Oh, don't read that. It's it's going to be bad for you. But it was a good magazine. 
And it's I'm... funny when we were talking about doing this show, um, Mauer brought it up, and maybe Huey and I were both like, "Oh, okay, yeah, we could do that." Yeah. <laughs> and then Mauer goes, "Well, I don't want to be the only person doing it, but I want to just say that Mauer, you did a wonderful job. You, you made it fun. I'm interested. I'm not I'm not going to read it, but I <laughs> but I I enjoyed hearing you passionately speak about it. Passionately speak about Mad, 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 Mad World. TV." Well, not that. The no, that show sucked. <laughs> what was that guy's name? Frank something. <laughs> Frank couldn't be here today, so we're making fun of him. Uh, on that note, Menti, do that thing. Wow, I didn't even realize a half hour passed. What a good time for my little speech there. Anyway, <laughs> uh, if you enjoyed the show, a like, a comment, a share. All that stuff goes a long way. Welcome to Fireside.com is probably the best place to go to find us online or your social media choice at Welcome to Fireside or Fireside Crew if it's Twitter. Uh, once again, I'm Menti. I'm Baby Huey. And I'm Mr. Mauer. Don't forget to check us out on the OG Podcast Network. That's the OG Podcast Network.com. Or the app. Or day bounce bounce. Nope, I did it on purpose. I did it backwards. You did. To see what would happen. Bow, bow, date. (laughs) (laughs) Deuces. I'm sailing away. Keep you, menti.com. Set a core for the open. Say deuces. Deuces. Excelsior. Excelsior.